This is the city of St. Canard. Like any other major metropolis, it has its problems with the criminal element. Another order of dastardly delinquents deposited on your doorstep, courtesy of Darkwing Duck. DWPs, where y'all at? Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm your other host, Mike Russo, and I always forget the milk. Oh, I get this one. <laughs> That's a good pun right there, right there, man. But hey, Mike, um, before we get into the episode, uh, let's give him a little bit of news. And right now, what we got going on is uh, there's a Facebook page called Growing Up in the 90s. And on that page, they are giving away four Darkwing Disney Afternoon comics. I believe it's the Marvel set, right? Yes, those are actually very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very hard to find, uh, but they're not expensive. There's about there's a it's a ten uh, subscri- uh, not subscription ten issues uh, part of this set. I believe most of them fare anywhere from five to about twenty bucks, except for two of them. Number issue number seven and issue number ten. Number seven goes for about thirty to sixty bucks, and number ten is woo. This is the tough one, Mike. It goes for two to three hundred dollars. Yeah, the last installment of most comics tend to be like that because they usually don't get published very much. And mm-hmm. these Marvel Disney Afternoon comics definitely flew under the radar when they first came out. I never had any of them myself. Oh, you didn't? You never no, had these? No, I had the Disney Comics uh, issues, the Darkwing Rescue Rangers and Tailspin. I didn't mm-hmm. have these. Oh, okay. Uh, issue number 10, I currently, I'm looking at it right now online, and issue number 10, there's one on eBay for $53, but it says it does have some spine damage and stuff like that. Ah, uh, who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's two, three hundred dollars is hard to come by, this might be your only option, you know. Oh, that's true. Or you get lucky like I did, and you know, hit up some yard sales, and you know, maybe some conventions, and a person doesn't know what they have, you know. Yeah, you hit the jackpot. Oh yeah, man. I got a buddy who actually, this is way off subject here, guys. He caught a a, a Funko Pop. It was a a Freddy Funko Vault Boy Funko Pop, and in, on uh. The on um, this website called PPG, it went for two hundred and twenty dollars, and he got it for six dollars because it was at a video game convention. The guy didn't know what it was. He said he was just trying to clear his room. <laughs> don't, don't you love it when you get lucky like that? I know, right? But hey, Mike, enough about that. Oh well, before we go on, uh, guys, yeah, you can go on the Growing Up in the '90s page. All you have to do is like our Facebook page, the Saint Canard Files page, uh, Facebook page, and then go back to the Growing Up in the '90s and just leave a comment saying "Let's get dangerous." That's it, and you have a shot to win it. That's easy. Yep, very easy. And shout out to Cody Bly for for uh, publishing that up on his website, man, on his Facebook page. All right, so Mike, what episode are we doing today? Well, today we are doing the first part of the Darkwing Duck origin story, uh, Darkly Dawns the Duck Part 1. It, and, and to most people, this they considered this the pilot incorrectly, right? Yeah, because most people usually just consider the first episode of any show a pilot. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, the air date for Darkly Dawns the Duck 
seems to be all over the place to the best of my knowledge. Now, it originally aired as an hour-long television special. Mm-hmm. And it was what was interesting about this. So let's go back a little bit. Okay. Now, when DuckTales first started, now they did a five-part origin serial. I, I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of this. It's the Treasure of the Golden Suns. I love and those they produce, those are Those are fantastic. They produced those as five individual episodes. Mm-hmm. Then they took those five episodes, edited them, edited them down a little bit, so they would fit into a two-hour time slot, and aired it in prime time. So they, they was a TV movie, movie version of Treasure of the Golden Suns that was missing lots of scenes, was a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. And they did that for all the, the DuckTales um, serials. They did that for Time is Money and Super DuckTales. But for Darkwing Duck, they only produced a two-part origin serial. And to fit that in an hour time slot, each episode was made longer. Mm-hmm. So that when they aired in syndication, they had to edit those. So on Sunday, September 8th, at least in my area, is when the entire Darkly Dawns the Duck television movie aired. Some sources say Friday, September 6th. I have I see a source that says Saturday the 7th, but Disney themselves seems to go with the 8th. That with was a Sunday. And that aired along with a preview of the new Mickey Mouse Club show, which oh. I know nothing about. I never <laughs> saw it because I think that aired on the Disney Channel. And I think the um, Kicking in the Groove video also premiered during that special as well. Um, and the first part of Darkly Dawn's a Duck, which I also definitely should mention that, like that sinking feeling, this episode was also written by Tad Stones himself. I mean, nobody knows these characters more than Tad does, so it's fitting he wrote the, pi- the not the pilot, I should say, the origin episodes. Mm-hmm. He definitely. He's Darkwing's dad, as we've, as we've established. So... So unfortunately, the version of this episode that most people have now, the one that's aired on TV for almost 30 years, the one that's on DVD, is edited. Mm -hmm. And the biggest edit of this episode is this fantastic minute-long opening sequence. And I love that opening sequence. I only saw it on YouTube, man. (laughs) There's only two ways to see it. Yes, on YouTube. Luckily, the unedited hour-long special was released on VHS in 1993. I have that tape. I'm very thankful I have that tape. Because unless you taped it when it aired, that's the only way to legally own this. Well, I need you to send me your address and everything so I can know (laughs) when you're not home and get that VH copy because I don't own that one. I have those tapes in storage, actually. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, a lot of people were upset when the DVDs came out. And the versions of Darkly Dawn's the Duck and the Tailspin pilot, Plunder and Lightning, were the edited syndicated versions. A lot of people were upset. You know, mm-hmm. Disney doesn't care. Why would they do this? You know, we want to see the whole thing. But I just think Disney grabbed the syndicated episodes, had no idea they were edited, and that's just what they use now, you know? Yeah. But back to that opening. I mean, what do you think of that opening? Oh, it's it's amazing. And the thing is, I didn't see it till like 20 plus years later, man. So 
I missed out. It's a great opening, you know, and it's a different opening and it's a fun opening because it's a lot of action involved in it, you know? Yeah, like if somebody said, show me the most, show me a minute that defines Darkwing Duck, I would show them that opening. <laughs> because, That's a good one. And if anybody's hasn't seen it and has always wondered about that shot at the end of the theme song with the rat catcher jumping into the flatbed truck and the two thieves flying up and falling into the trash can. That is from this opening. Oh, yeah. Because I spent two years wondering what that last shot was from. I hadn't <laughs> seen it. And when I did see it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That was yeah. my thought. But this opening is fantastic. I mean, first of all, this is another episode that was animated in Australia by the Sydney team. And this is the best. This is their best animation in this entire episode. I think it might be their best Darkwing animation, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much going on here. Darkwing's, he's driving the rat catcher like a madman. He's using the grappling hook on the gas gun. I I love this bit where he's dragging behind the two motorcycles and the pig on the big on the on the motorcycles trailing behind him, and he lifts up a manhole cover. The pig hits the manhole and the motorcycle explodes <laughs> into a million pieces. And it's so well done. And it shows how tough Darkwing can be because he, he beats these guys. Oh, yeah. But it and, also shows that he can make mistakes, too. Oh, yeah. And when Mike says pig, he's not talking about the police either. No. <laughs> they come later. <laughs> no, it's the uh, the pig motorcyclist. And he actually comes back in part two. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. that You don't see him if you're watching the edited version. So in part two, when he comes back and he says payback time, you were only lucky the last time. He's referencing the opening that most people haven't seen. Yeah. So, yeah, we have this opening, which it's like you watch the episode as it's edited now. And right after the opening title, you know, Darkly Dawn's the Duck, immediately we're at the police station with the crooks. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because there's this great scene they cut out. But, you know, what are you going to do? But anyway, we have Darkwing coming in. And um, take it from here, Will. Talk about... How Darkwing is presented in this origin? To me, it's it's kind of similar as the that seeking feeling. You know, you get him like creeping around, but this time he's more on the rat catcher. But he doesn't have a name yet, so it's like he he's hyping himself up. Like he he even referenced himself as Darkwing Duck like twenty times this episode in third yeah. person. You know? Yeah, he has to shove his business card in the police officer's face. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it's like, basically, you know, he he dumps them off, and then he walks out, and, like, there's no media, nobody knows who he is. You know, poor Darkwing, he's he, he he's trying to be a, a vigilante, and no one knows who he is. Well, and, man, I'm not going to say no one, he's just, he he's just not famous yet. He's not that, he's not right, out there. He's not on yeah. the radar. Right now, he's just some nut job in a cape, mm-hmm. picking up uh, thugs off the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, according to him, he's never had a shot at a big-time criminal. So this is this is before Megavolt. This is before Bushroot. This is before Negaduck. He hasn't met any of these characters yet, and he's never met a big-time criminal. No, he's he just has. used to picking up petty thugs. Yeah. Now, Mike, uh, this obviously isn't the pilot, but ever since you schooled me a couple of months ago on what the pilot was, right. are you okay if I reference this as the prequel pilot? Sure. 
Yeah, I kind of like ever since you schooled me on that, I'm like, I can't get the title pilot off of this one. So <laughs> I, it's now a prequel pilot. <laughs> sure. Okay, because to me, it is a prequel. Right. I mean, yeah. like I said last time, this, this, these two episodes have uh, pretty high production numbers. They were produced, you know, they were started pretty late because, like I said, the writers have to know these characters to make this origin work. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't really pay off in this episode, but it definitely does in the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so well, basically, you know, Darkwing's trying to get out there. He locks these guys up, and then he heads back to the base. And we see him practice, you know, his, his kung fu and eating, preparing his meal and stuff, uh, which the, is fun. <laughs> the breakfast routine. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's a stroke of genius. Like, the last thing he does before going to bed is eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it like a workout. Mm-hmm. I, that's so clever, and I love how it comes back later. Yeah, and then uh, don't they switch uh the Taurus after that? The Taurus Bulba. Yeah, or, we switch over to Taurus Bulba. Yeah. And he's in prison. Yes, he's operating in a prison. Now, <laughs> who plays Taurus Bulba? Oh man, the legend. Yeah. Uh, I, ho- I hope he gets healthy right now, man. I uh, heard he's not doing too well. No, I did too. He had a stroke, I believe. Yeah, let, get, drop his name, Mike. Yeah, Tim Curry, the legend, like you said. Tim Curry, he was in um, one of my favorite roles he was in was Muppet Treasure Island, but that's just me. I'm a huge Muppet fan. He was Long John Silver. He was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was on Home Alone 2. He what else Clue? was he in? He was in he was, Clue. Absolutely, yeah. he was in Clue. And he did lots of voice work for Disney during mm-hmm. this time. I think he did voice work on Aladdin, several other shows. And he is great as Taurus Bulba. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and Tor- Taurus has, like, a cover-up. Uh, they're doing supposed to be doing, like, license plates, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's in prison. He's just hanging out, and the warden's picking on him. Uh, when I when I saw this, of course not not when I first saw this the first time because I saw I saw it way late in his, in the run when it first came out. Right. But when I saw this more like in the last five to eight years, it reminded me of Pablo Escobar. Like he was in his own prison doing what he want, living ghetto fabulous, and it was like you know yeah 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 the warden thinks he got me. Just let him have that you know. But overall, I still run this. I'm doing what I want. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this prison's worse than Duckburg's prison. I mean, oh, yeah. he's got he's got his uh, his lackeys, he's got his secretary, he has a he has a condor in there, and mm-hmm. nobody notices. <laughs> yes, and, and then he sends a uh, hammerhead, mouth, and hoof, Huff. right? Yeah. Huff. Okay, and he sends them out to go get the the ramrod. Yeah, the Waddlemeyer ramrod. Mm-hmm. And um, we could talk a bit about those lackeys. So first we have Hammerhead. He's a what is he? Um, a goat? A ram? I thought he was a ram. I would say a ram. And uh, who is he voiced by? Oh, I, I'm not sure. He's voiced by Hal Rail. He oh, is. He's yeah. a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's more, most interesting to me, I only found this out researching him. He is married to Maggie Roswell, who did up to a few years ago all the female voices on The Simpsons. Wow. Mrs. Hoover, um, Helen Lovejoy, Maud Flanders. I had no idea he was married to her. And wow. Speaking of voice actors in The Simpsons, we also have Clovis. 
mm-hmm. um, Taurus Bulba's secretary, who doesn't have much to say, but she is voiced by Marsha Wallace. She played Edna Krabappel, also on The Simpsons. And again, we have another voice actor, voice actress, uh, rest in peace. She passed away a few years ago. And she plays two roles in this episode. And the other character she plays, we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to in a minute. And then we have Mouth. He's mm-hmm. a little short little ram who doesn't shut up. And he is voiced by Eddie Deason. And who's Eddie Deason? Well, Grease. Yes, <laughs> Grease. He was in 1941. Oh, yeah. He was on the Ferris wheel, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, I remember his first, that. His first role was in the movie Laser Blast, a really terrible 1970s movie that Mystery Science Theater fans will be aware of. Um, younger fans might know him from one of the, the obnoxious kid from the Polar Express movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I would, he sure did that voice. But I would say animation fans know him best as Mandark from Dexter's Lab from Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I know him best, honestly. And he's Mouth. And then we have Hoof who doesn't say a word. And I don't don't know why, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's our um, there's our villains and the Condor Tantalus. Oh, yeah. But we and can't forget the, the Condor. Yeah, and that's when uh, that's when Darkwing gets involved in, in all of this, when he sees the Condor. He sees the Condor flying by. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there is another scene when Darkwing takes off after the Condor that was edited out of the um, the syndicated version, Darkwing is spending so much time watching the Condor, he almost gets hit by a truck. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, he's watching the Condor, and then he looks over, and the truck is barreling down on him, and he has to go around the truck, and a guy pokes out and tells him to watch it. Mm-hmm. So that's been cut out, too. And so we get to the train, and what happens next? Uh, the train, he sees... Well, well before, before Darkwing gets there, uh, hoof, hoof and mouth... Uh, they take over these two uh, soldiers. Now, I did catch a blooper here, uh, I guess because I'm in the military and it caught my eye right away. The, the two soldiers that they, they kidnap and take their clothes, uh, they were holding rifles. But when uh, the, the scene switched back over to Hoof and uh, Mouth, they're holding machine guns. Interesting. Yeah, it was a small, quick blooper. I, I don't know if it's because I'm in the military or I was in the military or because I played Call of Duty, Call of Duty a lot or Battlefield. Interesting. Was, I never would have noticed that. Yeah, it really caught my eye, you know, like, because I know the difference between rifles and uh, submachine guns, you know? <laughs> I spend so much time looking for mo- the most insignificant stuff, like scenes where Darkwing's mask isn't colored in. <laughs> They're using completely different guns from shot to shots. I never even noticed it. Yeah. That's funny, it, Will. I never even noticed that shot. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, so then when they, they switch uniforms with the soldiers, Darkwing notices who it is, and he gets so excited. Like, this is my this is my chance to get all over the news coverage, to get on the newspapers, because they work for Taurus Bulba. Right. You know, and Taurus Bulba is a villain on a whole different level, and this is going to put me on the map. Right, and we get... Um... We should... You know what we should do, Will? We should catalog all of his entrances. Okay. We should say what they are. So this time, uh, I guess I'll do this one. This entrance is, I am the switch that derails your train, which is appropriate, actually. (laughs) Usually his entrances have something to do with what's going on, and this one (laughs) certainly does. And he gets shot point blank by the machine guns. Mm -hmm. Again, like the last episode, I don't think they would do that today. Uh, Oh, of course not. (laughs) Absolutely not. But he's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know, he bounces back like Darkwing Duck does and finds himself uh, up in midair. Yeah. Uh, Hammerhead got a got a good lick on him, too. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah, he gets some. He, yep. he got him really good. <laughs> but Darkwing recovered from it and um, pretty much uh, he, he did. Didn't he stop it from them? No, they, they did get the device, but they didn't get the code. Yeah, they have the ramrod in the, the train car with mm-hmm. um, a large pair of wings on top of the car flying it away. But what they need is the code. But before we get there, Darkwing crashes into an airplane hangar and meets somebody. Oh, man, the legendary voice actor Terry McGovern, Launchpad McQuack. Right, and Launchpad, he takes one look at Darkwing, and he is over the moon. Oh, he's a fanboy. <laughs> he is a huge fanboy. Mm-hmm. He has a whole scrapbook of his newspaper clippings. Of course, it's not a very big scrapbook, but... <laughs> yeah, Darkwing sees he's a pilot and needs a ride, you know? What's significant he... about the plane they're flying in? Oh, do you really... Oh, my God. It's it's significant because it was in the um the DuckTale episodes. Yes, it's Launchpad's Joyrider. The Joyrider, man, and... This is a teaser because Darkwing sees the Joyrider and he he immediately wants to get on there. But Launchpad lets him know he has something better in the other hangar. But oh. Darkwing's not patient. We can't give it away Darkwing yet. Can, Darkwing cannot wait. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, I, I love seeing the Joyrider. I, I love that they brought the Joyrider in and they gave her a teaser of what was going to be a classic vehicle, you know, Right. But we can't see it yet. Like, hold on, not one yet. Thing I, one thing I will say about Launchpad, his flying abilities get better Way as the better. series go on, but <laughs> not in this episode. Oh, no. He, he can't even fly straight. Yeah, he was flying backward. <laughs> he's crashing through houses. He's just, he's a complete disaster area in this episode. Yeah, which is good, though, because this is the last time I remember seeing the Joyrider, ain't it? He gets into a plane that's very similar in Duck Blind mm-hmm. when they go to the um, the Invention Museum. But this is the last time his his plane is actually seen. And in the new DuckTales, he's flying a different plane entirely. Okay. But but it's, it was good to see the Joyrider. The Joyrider is a classic plane, especially with Launchpad. And to bring it over, even, if, even though it's only in this episode for a couple of minutes, it just... That that nostalgia, you know, is is there for it's the hardcore sh- fans, you know? It's a shout-out to Launchpad's roots, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So the villains get away, unfortunately. And I love that shot where they fly through somebody's house and Darkwing comes out with a bra stuck to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Darkwing tells Launchpad they aren't a team, he wants nothing to do with them, and storms off. So that's the end of that for now. Mm-hmm. So, so Taurus Bulba needs the arming code. For the Waddlemeyer ramrod. And unfortunately, his idiot goons killed Professor Waddlemeyer. Waddlemeyer. Mm-hmm. And he has a granddaughter. What is her name, Will? Gosselin Mal. Well, no, just Gosselin. Yeah, not yet. Gosselin Waddlemeyer. Uh-huh. And uh, Taurus Bulb is hardcore. His instructions are <laughs> kidnap the kid, get the code, and then kill her. <laughs> So yeah, he's not this wasting guy, no time. Because <laughs> I don't think even like Negaduck came close, but most villains don't pay Goslin much, much attention. Mm-hmm. Taurus Bulba wants to specifically go after her and kill her, and that that's that's pretty dramatic. He's he's not <laughs> he does not play around. Mm-hmm. So then here we are at the Saint Cunard Orphanage, 
And um, we meet another character voiced by Marsha Wallace, who I think it's, this might be my favorite scene in the episode in terms of humor, when Mrs. Kavanaugh is the orphanage director and Goslin comes in and she tells, she tells Goslin to sit down and Goslin says, I'm sorry, Mrs. Kavanaugh, I know nothing about a pig and I was nowhere near the boys' bathroom at the time. Uh, <laughs> she gave herself away, man. <laughs> I can't even imagine what she did. Well, my, well, Mike, explain the Miss Kavanaugh name, though, man. Miss Kavanaugh. Well, Goslin is was voiced by a voice actress, rest in peace, gone way too soon, way uh, too soon. named Christine Kavanaugh. So Mrs. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh shares her name. Uh, I I think they purposely did that for that one scene. I think so scene. too. Kavanaugh yeah. isn't common, mm-hmm. and it would and it it definitely it's it must be a reference for sure. Oh. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and for most people who who if you're not new to um, I mean if you are new to Darkwing, uh, Christine Cavanaugh voiced also uh, Chucky from uh, Rugrats. Yes, she voiced. Hey, funny enough, we have another Dexter's Lab alumni, Christine Cavanaugh also voiced Dexter. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was Babe the Pig, a few other characters. I think Gosling's her best role, but I think most people gravitate toward Chucky. Because that's the character she did the longest. And Chucky was cool. But Goslin's <laughs> Goslin's close to my heart. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, after that happens, uh, Hammerhead tries to take uh, Goslin and says, hey, you know, I'm I'm a friend of the family. Uh, I want to just take her out and have a chit-chat with her since her grandfather's gone. And, you know. And, you know, he takes her out and she starts catching on to what's happening. And I, I love the line. She says, no way, Jose. <laughs> I I like it gets a little emotional, which is mm-hmm. um, which is sweet how she talks about how, you know, she makes friends in the orphanage. But then she has to say goodbye to them when they get adopted. And uh, she she insists she isn't a problem child. She just has spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's really sweet because that comes back too. and um Goslin definitely reminds me of my own daughter, who definitely has a lot of spirit, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then she discovers, she catches on. They're going to kidnap her. Mm-hmm. And, and what's then... great, And what's great? she tells them, nobody kidnaps Goslin Waddlemeyer, and then Gos- Darkwing zips by and grabs her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just got kidnapped. <laughs> but she is, she does not go down without a fight. She's just punching him right in the gut. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. So it it was cool, you know, like to see her her little backstory of being in the orphanage, and then like you know seeing her first connection with Darkwing when he comes and rescues her, even though she doesn't realize she's being rescued. Yeah, she thinks Darkwing's another one of the thugs. <laughs> yeah. And so then, then the, go ahead. No, another great bit there. Um, Darkwing says the orphanage isn't safe, but she'll be plenty safe at the police station. And they get there, and the police open fire with all as many guns as they've got. Goslin goes, "Oh yeah, I feel real safe now." <laughs> oh, but again, man. you got guns flying. Hammerhead and his goons are firing their guns. There's bullets whizzing everywhere. They're firing like a huge bazooka at them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of uh, lethal force going on right here. Oh yeah. So after that, Darkwing takes her back to the base, right? Yeah, they they dive into the Autobahn Bay and disappear. Mm-hmm. And he basically, he wanted to put her in a hotel room, for what I remember. He, he wanted to put her <laughs> in an animal shelter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
bit. He was and trying she, to get rid of her. And then she got smart and said, well, hey, if you dump me there, I might squeal where your base is and where your hideout is. <laughs> well, she's a kid. She's supposed to be irresponsible. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what's really telling is Goslin immediately assumes Darkwing and Taurus Bulba know each other and are mortal enemies. Mm-hmm. And, and Darkwing is so humiliated. He's just like, he doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> Bulba, Bulba does and you know mm-hmm. it's Darkwing's gonna get lower before he gets any higher but you know that's in the next episode but it's funny that Darkwing he wants to build himself up as this well-known crime fighter mm-hmm. nobody knows who he is yeah and then uh, I believe it, it switches back to Taurus right yeah one last time one last time and then that's when he reveals that he can do whatever he wants and, you know, Hammerhead and them, they're in trouble because they screwed up. They didn't get Gosselin. And uh, basically, he lets the warden know, like, I've been running this the whole time. Yeah, his, <laughs> his, he t- yeah, he bursts out of jail his flying uh, cow ship. Uh-huh. And before he before he, he bursts out, it's like the warden is leaving work for the day, and he's just bragging, living up. I got towards Boba, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then when he flies off, the police, one of the officers goes, I guess he's been making more than license plates. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember being 12 and my father, rest in peace, cracked up at that line. Oh, man. So I'll never forget that. Yep. And then it says uh, to be continued, right? Yeah. And his last lines, it's time I met this Darkwing duck. Oh, Darkwing's, yeah. Darkwing's going to get it. And he has no idea. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have saw this episode in the, in the, in the full length without the to be continued because it, it leaves you hanging, man. Yeah, I mean, luckily it just it part two aired the next day when it finally did air on the Disney afternoon, which I've got it listed sometime in the early November of that year. It finally did air. I don't have an exact date. Mm-hmm. It aired after Ghoul of My Dreams before Adopticon, sometime after Halloween, and I can't pin down the date. Okay. That's when it first aired, all chopped up on the Disney afternoon. Okay, so overall, Mike, man, how did you feel about this episode? I love this episode because it does such a great job setting up the characters and their relationships. I mean, that sinking feeling did that with characters you're supposed to understand already know each other, mm-hmm. but here they're meeting each other for the first time. Oh, yeah. So it's more important to really set up who Goslin is, who Launchpad is. I mean, more so Goslin, but we get a lot of that in the next episode. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and I like it also that Darkwing is not a superhero yet. You know, he's no. not on the map. He's not known. Yeah, he's a nobody. Mm-hmm. And I love Taurus Bulba because he's so unique. Most of Darkwing's enemies are either insane or misguided or misunderstood. Bulba's none of that. He's just a kingpin who's a big mountain of strength, and he he murders people to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in control, and he's smart. And that's very rare for Darkwing Duck to have all of those qualities together. I mean, Negaduck's dangerous, but he's insane. Mm-hmm. And not, not counting part two, how many more times do we see towards Bulba? Like, maybe once or twice, right? Once. Once, Okay once the very end of the series okay so we got a while before we get back to Taurus Bulba yeah but the episode he appears in is worth waiting for because <laughs> if you're gonna bring him back you gotta build up to it you have to do right by a character like this mm-hmm. 
And um, of course, I didn't mention, um, did you know this uh, Darkly Dawns of Duck was adapted as a comic book? Yes, that I did know. Yeah, the four issues that um, the miniseries, Disney Comics in 91. Yeah, that was an adaption of Darkly Dawns of Duck. And luckily, um, Boom Comics reprinted that a few years ago. I don't know how easy it is to get that uh, that compilation, but it's out there. The Disney one, that, that one's not too bad. Uh, I actually have that set, and I didn't even collect that one until about two years ago. And I got them all under $10. They're, they're, they're not hard. They're no, not expensive the, either. The Disney comic stuff is out there and pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had a more widespread run than the, uh, the, the Marvel, Marvel one. ones did. We're going to do an episode entirely about Darkwing Comics, so I'm not going to talk any more about it. But um, what's what's interesting, one thing I will say is the um, the artist, his name was John Blair Moore, who also passed away recently. Um, he had said he was just given a storyboard for this episode and you know adapted it however he could. And if you read the comic, he comes up with new dialogue and some new scenes. Um, and it's interesting because he had a really great style. Yeah, it's, the drawings are pretty funny. He adapts it pretty well, and uh, I recommend it. Like if you like these episodes, the comic is very close and even adds a few things. Mm-hmm. And this is our farewell to the Joyrider, man. Yep, definitely. But By it's Joy worth Rider. it. I mean, he totals it, so that's uh-huh. gone. Yeah, but, but it is launch, worth it. What we get coming yeah. up. <laughs> but Launchpad totals lots of vehicles, so <laughs> <laughs> that's par for the course with Launchpad McQuack. Okay, and um. Yeah, it's a good episode. I love Taurus Bulba. I think the Australian animation's really good. Um, and we got a lot of voice actors. You know, Tim Curry, Hal Rail, Marsha Wallace, Eddie Deason, and of course, Christine Kavanaugh, Jim Cummings, and Terry McGovern. It's like a who's who in this episode. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, on a scale, one through, uh, or my bad, not a scale, how many gas canisters are you going to give this episode? What did we say last time? A scale of uh, one to one four? Through- one through five. One through five. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this three and a half gas canisters because the next episode is is even better than this. So I don't want to rate this one too highly. How about you? I was going to give it a three. And the reason why I dropped it, even though you get the great origin, it didn't have the ending. You know? The right. great Yeah, it, it leaves you with the cliffhanger, which is good in a way if you like cliffhangers and all that. But I kind of felt like it, it it was getting to it and then like it cuts you off. Like we were about to get into the full blown action, more stuff going to happen. Darkwing yeah. getting his name out there. So it was like we got the introduction and all that, and there was lots of joke, but I don't like you said, I'm I'm with you. I don't want to give it a full scale score because of what's coming up on the second part. Yeah, the first and second parts are very different in tone. This mm-hmm. one's more lightweight. It's just it's got the the chase scenes. It's funny. There isn't a, there isn't as much emotion, so it's a more lightweight episode. It's the next one mm-hmm. that's a much much heavier episode and gives us a lot more to talk about. But I'm also rating this with that phenomenal opening sequence in mind. If I okay. had to rate it without the opening, I would probably knock it down to three gas canisters. That's probably why I gave it a three. I wasn't even thinking of the original, <laughs> the original uh, theme, you know, the original opening. See, I'm I'm crazy. What I do before I watch this episode, I queue up the original opening on my smart TV on YouTube, mm-hmm. play that, and then immediately switch to the DVD. 
because I cannot watch this without the opening. I feel like so much is lost without it. Okay, now what would you score towards Boba as a villain? As a villain? Are we using the same rating scale? Yes, we are. Hmm. Well, in terms of effectiveness and threat, he's pretty high. I'd give him four. In terms of my favorites, I'd say three. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's not... He's no, he's not Mega Vault or Negaduck, and he definitely isn't Quacker Jack. Yeah. But what he is is probably the most clever and most dangerous villain Darkwing's ever fought. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna give him a four. Maybe actually, you know what? I'm gonna give him a four and a half because I want to save my half for you know who. Of um, course. Yeah. So nobody could get a get the full fledged five. I'm saving well, that for one villain in particular. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's not playtime yet. Well. Oh man! I know we we have a while. We have we have a we have we have a few weeks in terms of episode air dates, which means we have quite a few months I know. in terms of when we're getting to this one. So, and when we get to him, guys, I'm gonna let you know right now. I am biased. I don't care. He is my villain. So that is my baby. <laughs> I'm gonna be that way with Negaduck and Megavolt. Maybe not to the same extent, but just wait till we get to those guys. For okay. sure. Um, so that's Darkly Dawn's the Duck Part 1. It's mm-hmm. important. It's it's a great intro to the characters. And, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, man. You know, I, I wish I could have saw it in the in the full movie-length version, you know, for one hour. Because, to me, it, it, I could do it. You know, even though it's a cartoon, I would have had loved to see it for a full hour and, and just call it a movie, you know? Yeah, I... I, like I said, I did not see it when it aired. I caught the very end of it, the, uh, the special version, and didn't watch this part of the episode until it aired in syndication. Then I didn't see the opening scene until the VHS tapes came out. So I had a similar... I didn't have to wait as long as you did, but I didn't see it right away. It was the one bit of Darkwing Duck I missed when it first aired. Okay. The one solitary piece of Darkwing Duck I didn't catch when it aired originally. And the one thing I didn't tape. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, it's a given. We already know what episode. Just let them know what episode we're going to review next. So next time we've got Darkly Dawns the Duck Part 2. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good one, too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that one. Now, uh, Mike, tell them where, we, where where the people can find you. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Mike Russo. Um, like I always say, there's a lot of them out there, but you should find me pretty quick. And um, message me, friend me. I'll accept it. And where can they find you, Will? Uh, I'm Will Santana on Facebook. Uh, I'm Will Santana Films on Twitter. I don't use my Twitter, so you, you might not want to contact me on there. I never go on that thing. And then mm-hmm. uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, the St. Canard Files, a Dark Winged Up podcast uh, fan page. You guys can like it. We post something uh, pretty much daily, it seems like we've been posting daily on there. We are, and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, your character of the week is actually doing really good, man. I saw a yeah. lot of likes on there, people interacting with it, so... Yeah, we did uh, Moliarty for that sinking feeling, which went up last week, and uh, yeah, people like it. We're going to do that for every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time this one goes up, the character of the week will have been up the day before. That's yeah. how we're going to do this. Episodes, we hope, will go up on Monday morning, and the character of the week will be up on Sunday as like a preview of what to expect. Oh, yeah. To, you know, to whet your appetite a bit. Mm-hmm. And guys, just a reminder, you know, uh, if you can, go on that Growing Up in the 90s Facebook page. Uh, 
take a chance. Windows for um for uh, the Disney Afternoon Darkwing comics, man. You know, it's free. It's a chance to win something. All you gotta do is click a like button and leave a comment. Not yeah, hard. If you win four of them, I mean, there are only ten issues. I mean, issue ten's hard, but it's a start. You get four. You only need six more. Mhm. All right. Well, this is gonna wrap it up for this episode, y'all. So, um, y'all make sure stay dangerous. Yep. Stay dangerous. Have a good night. Good night, y'all. Thank you.